the biggest sports stories of the week. So he's not going to yep. leave Jordan Love the covered bear for Jordan Love. We know that. He's, he's going to look out for his guy. So, uh, I, Kyle, Kyle liked that. Kyle, Kyle. That was funny. That was funny. What? I'm serious. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite team. What would happen if Brian Gutekunst sat up at a press conference and said, I made a mistake. Plus some fun with pop culture. So you had never needed to stop for dinner at Magic City like Lou Williams did? I mean, does anybody actually believe he just he chose that just for dinner? Like, does he think that's working? This is Sunday Karma. The, the yeah. unibrow, like, because I'm kind of like Bert. <laughs> like when, like, if I don't get the, the eyebrows done, I just have one eyebrow pretty much. But since COVID, I haven't had any of that. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at Radio City, alongside his precocious daughter, Harper, here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Carmison. And good morning and happy Bucks championship. I've not been here since uh, it all went down on a Sunday morning guess it's only one week but the milwaukee bucks are world champions or at least they're nba champions i think it's called world champions uh we'll find out the usa can be uh world champions gold medalists as xander Schoffel did last night um nola murphy is here hello hello um, were you watching when xander uh closed it out last night i was not watching last night watch the brewers Xander Schauffele, I'm really not into Olympic golf. Why? I just don't think it has a big meaning. I'm not into the Olympics. I think, uh, I don't know if I have the same opinion as other people out there, but I have not been able to get into the Olympics. That's because you weren't in Chicago this week and didn't throw a few dollars on Xander. That, yeah, that kept me you. up. That kept me up to watch okay. the end. And do you watch golf regularly? <laughs> but it, I thought it was so cool. And then there was a seven-way playoff for the bronze medal. That was unbelievable. So I think they should... Wait, why is God... You're saying because it's not like a team sport? Well, I just don't think the guys care about it. The USA guys. Like, I think moving forward, Team USA should send amateurs. I think moving forward, people will care about it more. Like, I think it'll get hyped up. the Olympics as a whole. Yeah. I'm saying I think the players who went had such a good experience that it'll get hyped up. But anyway, we're not here to talk about golf. And uh, by the way, I could definitely hear the COVID in your voice. Oh, thank you very much. Wait, so, so... the amazing thing to me, and Max, I'll let you chime in on this one. The amazing thing to me is I said, uh, you know, there seems to be COVID on the rise, right, in our country. Unfortunately, and yes. Milwaukee as a uh, county is uh, a high COVID risk. And I said to you, well, you don't sound great. You're like, no, 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 I, uh, I could still smell, so I don't have COVID. I mean, I have the vaccine. I feel pretty confident if I feel bad or don't feel bad. And I wanted to do the show, and I thought it was the right thing to do. And I don't. Wait, wait, wait. I don't. I, I get that. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. So when did you start feeling that way? I just woke up the other day with a cold. Okay, the other yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. So Friday. So you could have gotten a COVID test on Friday. Correct. You could have got a COVID test on Saturday. And probably could have got one this morning. And probably. But could I have, have the vaccine, so I feel confident in that. I know that, like. Maybe people out there don't know if the vaccine in the Delta variant, you know, they no, match no, no, up. they know that you're as likely to get it whether you're vaccinated or not. Now you're less likely to get very seriously ill from it, correct? But you're also more likely to spread it. That is what they say. Yeah, and so your decision to not 
than get a COVID test before you came in here and sat in a little booth with me. You're going to rip me apart here. I know that. I know. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to understand mindset here. Uh, So, like, will you feel bad if I have COVID? And me as an elderly gentleman, like if my my immune system can't handle it as well and I'm vaccinated as well? Yes, I will feel bad. I do not. But not not bad enough where it was worth you getting a COVID test. Uh, I didn't think of it like that ahead of time. So Mm. you you put it in in some good perspective, Craig. Yeah. Max, uh, any thoughts on Nolan? Yikes. What's going on here? (laughs) That's my thoughts. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, it's a... Yeah, not much more than that. I, I think I think you kind of nailed it, right? You nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think Max did. Max did as well. Yeah. Uh, so, the Milwaukee Bucks are world champions. The Green Bay Packers are in a very similar situation that the Milwaukee Bucks were going into the 2020-2021 season. In that, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks were the best regular season team in the NBA. Uh, for two consecutive years. The Green Bay Packers at 26 and 6 were the best regular season uh, team in the NFC over two years. The one seed uh, one year and in the NFC championship both years. We praise Giannis, uh, and what I hear so much is wow, seeing Giannis really makes you see what a superstar should be like. And really makes you see how, insert insulting adjective, Aaron Rodgers is. Right? How many times did we hear that? You know, because Aaron was doing his holdout at the same time that Giannis was winning a championship. How many times did we hear that, especially over the last three weeks? Now, during the last three weeks, the last uh, week and a half in particular, we didn't hear, I can't believe Giannis didn't change his free throw technique. Right? We didn't hear that once. Um, For weeks, actually. Not even in the last week and a half. I I feel like since the finals, you haven't heard much about Giannis and free throws. Well, certainly after game six, we didn't hear that. But I think we know that Giannis is pretty stubborn and pretty driven um, in order to accomplish everything he's accomplished. Yet, the idea of comparing Aaron Rodgers to Giannis is fascinating to me because Giannis is in an organization that the year before this season went after Wesley Matthews, went after Kyle Korver, went after Marvin Williams, and continued to try to tinker and bring in veteran pieces, people who were on their last leg potentially, right? Guys who retired after to just do anything they could to try to put a team over the top to win. The night the 2020 Packers uh, brought in uh, Devin Funches, who opted out. But in a 53-man roster, seemingly weren't very aggressive. Yet, the comparison is made between Giannis and Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers, who, again, from my perspective is a guy who is doing everything he can to want to get his team to win, to want a winning culture, to want the team to be willing to bring in people or keep people to put them over the top. Yet, it seems like fans want Aaron Rodgers 
to just sit back and play football. And I wonder if that means fans would rather the team be 10 and 6 or 13 and 3 and not win a Super Bowl and just not have all of this pain, right? Like not have all this angst, not have all this stress. Do they not want a good quarterback because if they don't want a good quarterback then, you know, Aaron Rodgers will leave if he's not involved. But also what would you rather have an Aaron Rodgers who just plays football? No. And who doesn't want to push the organization to be better? I look at the way Aaron Rodgers heard that Matt LaFleur is the quarterback, as the head coach of the team. After he after he was really the the coach. He got a text, yeah, yeah, right? He, he was on the golf course and he got a text saying we've hired Matt LaFleur to be the head coach. Your boss, basically. Right. And you look at the same thing in the NBA. You look at the Bucks very specifically. Before Coach Bud was hired, Chris Middleton and Giannis went to lunch with Coach Bud. So you think about the difference there. You think about, does that mean, oh, NBA players have too much power? Giannis and Chris Middleton shouldn't be picking the head coach? They weren't picking the head coach, right? They were having a voice in the process. You were having a bunch of people from your organization who got to weigh in on what was going on. One of which was your star, superstar, and one of which was your all-star. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers found out after the fact. Was it so hard for the Bucks to include Chris and Giannis in that process? I don't think so. Is it so hard for any company to want to give their team a voice? I don't think so. And by the way, now that extends to Matt LaFleur. Why you know he should have a voice also. Yeah. He's very involved in the team. He should have a voice as well. So, you know, and then all you ask, right? All you want is your superstar to want to be involved in recruiting, right? It's been a huge knock it's on free stars and legal. over the it's years. It's free and legal, you know. Aaron Rodgers can't get in trouble. He can't get in trouble for tampering if he texts XYZ person. I mean, over the years, I mean, whether it's LeBron James, I mean, if you go to whatever city. Remember Derrick Rose got in trouble for not Derek recruiting? Derrick Rose, yeah. exactly. You go to Chicago. Yeah. He was not willing to recruit. And all Aaron Rodgers wants to do is recruit and help this team get better. And then you think back to, hey, you're, Craig, you brought up head coaches. Aaron Rodgers got Mike McCarthy fired. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Mark Murphy fired him after a bad loss against the Cardinals. Things had spiraled out of control in Mark Murphy's mind. You know, made a pretty quick decision. On or, a- or Aaron Rodgers got him fired. I don't know. I don't know behind the scenes. But if he did, and if he did because he didn't think he was a offensive mind that could lead the team to where it needed to go, are you mad at Aaron Rodgers for that? I think people at the time were holding that up as him being a diva for those reasons. But do you want someone to shut up and play? Or do you want someone who is a brilliant mind, I think even his detractors would say he's got a pretty good mind, to be able to impact and influence the environment around him to the top degree that he could? So what I'm getting from what you're saying is, and I wouldn't have said this six months ago, I think the Bucks, as a team, as an organization, as a company, 
the culture they have actually compared to the Packers? Because what you're saying, Craig, is people like Aaron Rodgers don't have a voice. I, you know, I'm not there every day. I just am that's what it seems like taking. To me. Yeah, that's what I'm taking from what Aaron spoke of, and when Aaron went on ESPN and talked about culture and things it's, like that. I think this is what people see now. Uh, you hear any news about the Packers' uh, 2020 draft in the last 24 hours? No, no. I mean, at this point, like, okay, wait, it's a moot point. Okay, so their 2020 draft. Uh, do we know anyone who was picked in that draft? AJ Dillon, Jordan Love. I mean, we can go down the list. Josiah, okay. Josiah DeGuerra. Yep. Okay, so that we know the first four picks, right, weren't really contributors this year. So there's been a lot made of this Randall Cobb thing, right? That, you know, is Randall Cobb really going to be the answer? Are we really going to win because of Randall Cobb? Yeah, I mean, what the Packers give up for Randall Cobb? A six-round pick that won't meet. We don't know who our six-round pick is in 2020. We don't know who's in 2019. We know that our that our, as you call it, six-round pick in 2020, um, was put on the retirement list in the last 24 hours after having never played a snap of NFL football. So that is something. I'm not saying that happens with every six-round pick. Mark Chamura was a six-round pick. So every once in a while, you can hit on a six-round pick, but as likely is a sixth-round pick who is never going to play a football game and is going to retire. So when I look at the negatives of bringing in Randall Cobb, I really can't find them unless, you know, again, the biggest one I heard is, oh, now now uh, everyone knows Aaron's running the show and uh, the team isn't. I mean, do you think, like, Giannis isn't running the show with the Bucks. Bobby Portis did an interview this week where he said, um, I kind of used to play defense sometimes, and sometimes I used to just want to get back on offense really quickly. And Chris Middleton just started getting in me and on me. And I couldn't do that anymore because Chris Middleton made it clear that that's not how it works. And I think that's what we were looking at, right? I think no matter what, Aaron Rodgers is going to be in charge and a leader when it comes to the players. Him being able to help guide the team to trade for a former player who you know is a great culture guy, a great team guy, who may be able to contribute on the field and who you gave up a six-round pick for. Let's remember, the Bucks before this year, I haven't said the two words yet, um, brought in Drew Holiday. And in the process were accused of mortgaging their future or praised for going all in. And what we've seen is a culture in Green Bay, again, maybe rightly, maybe that's what they want and what fans want, a culture that is not going to go all in. And people may believe that's what's given you 30 years of consistent success. I believe it's contributed because I believe it's, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't get drafted if it wasn't for that philosophy. But you have a team that was the best team in the NBA regular season two years in a row that went all in. You have a team that even once the season was going on at the deadline brought in P.J. Tucker, 36-year-old. 36-year-old P.J. Tucker. I mean, you have an example right here. And the same people who weren't even Bucks fans five years ago, who are now celebrating the Bucks championship and are criticizing Aaron Rodgers at the same time, blow my mind. Because 
Aaron Rodgers, to bring this all together, what is Aaron Rodgers? He's the most important. No, what, what is he with the Milwaukee Bucks? Minority owner. Yes. So he sees one team that he's involved in who's willing to do all these things, who's willing to pull every lever possible to try to get it done, and then he's with another team who he sees not doing the same. Now, the Bucks in their loss to the Raptors, in their loss to the Heat, certain things were exposed. In the Packers' loss to the Buccaneers, anything jump out that was exposed? Uh, communication issues. Okay. Any Bet- positions of weakness? Secondary was a huge problem. Okay. Corner, maybe? Right? Xavier Howard, maybe, could maybe come to this team. Well, so there were certainly cornerback deficiencies, whether it was your second corner or your third. But, and what did the Packers do to address that in a big way? They drafted a corner first overall, Eric Stokes, out of Georgia. Okay. Which is what you should do. Okay. Um, And re-signed the same, uh, re-signed the same. uh, Kevin King. Corner. And didn't bring in, in 2019, in 2020, proven commodities who could have helped them win. And I believe didn't learn from that and culturally weren't going to change. Again, that culture, you could argue, has led to 30-plus great years. That culture, you could argue, has led to only two Super Bowls when you've had the best quarterback in the NFL for half of those 30 years. You know, maybe four or five of those years of Brett Favre being the best quarterback in the NFL, seven or eight years of Aaron Rodgers being the best quarterback. I believe a team who was willing to go all in would have won four or five Super Bowls in that time. Now, again, they may not have drafted Aaron Rodgers. And that's that's a fair argument against it. I'm not anti-Packers. I don't think the Packers are the worst. I just think, you know, to praise the Bucks and to crush Aaron Rodgers at the same time is totally wrong in my opinion. Let's go to Ron. I want to get Ron in because he thinks I'm wrong. Love people who think I'm wrong. Ron, work security. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Ron. Hey, Craig. Uh, yeah, you're really wrong on this one because I think you're failing to mention a third option of your options that you presented. What do you want? My my first question to you is, I know you're not originally from Wisconsin. You moved yep. here. When did you move here? 1997. Okay, so you missed the 70s and the 80s at the Green Bay Packers. Yep, exactly. Which were a complete train wreck. Yep. That was a cult. That was bad culture. You know okay, what? It's the same was, culture now. That, you just have no, good. You just have great quarterbacks. No, it's not. Yeah, what, what's the record to, without Aaron Rodgers the last uh, the last okay, can, eight years? Can I? Can I? Yeah, okay. What's Aaron Rodgers' record in NFC Championship games? Okay, and then take a look at. He NFC has a record in NFC Championships. What was what was Lynn Dickey's record and, in NFC Championship and, games? And, what and was Magic's this, record in NFC Championship games? Aaron Rodgers did that all by himself. There were fifty three other players and twenty other coaches and. It's general managers that brought the talent in. It was all Aaron Rodgers. That's what that's what we want to lay everything on is Aaron Rodgers. Without him, we suck. With yes. him, we're great. No, that's no, no. Want to say. Without okay, what do you think the record is without Aaron Rodgers this year? Without Aaron Rodgers this year, well, I mean it. It, it depends, but I will say this. I mean, they drafted a quarterback two years ago, yeah. so they should be pretty good. Say, what would, would you think? Five hundred. I would say they're five hundred or or better, looking to make the playoffs as a wild card team. Ron, what type of culture do the Packers have? Wait, 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 wait. So, okay, wait. So you do think they're a you're that good of a team without Aaron Rodgers? 
Yes, because it. Yeah, so then, why wouldn't they trade Aaron Rodgers for all the great things that they could have gotten? Because of the salary cap implications, they could have traded Aaron Rodgers. No, well, yes, and then they would have had to cut about five good players because they would have had about thirty million against the salary cap that would have come due because he had three years left on his contract that all would have come due. So you got to take a look at that. But he was willing to restructure his deal uh, to be. He talked about the cap probably better than Goody could have the other day, Ron. He knew. His contract could have been reduced this year. Aaron wanted well, to reduce his contract. He would have been willing to do that, and it didn't seem like he was willing to do that until just recently. He never said okay. it was about the money, though, the other day, Ron. Well, and, and we know, know when people say it's about yes. the money, yeah. it's, it is, and all that. Okay, let's keep going, Ron. I want to give you your chance because I had a long chance to go. <laughs> okay. Yes, the culture is much better there. I, I just want to go 70 to 80s real quick, 15 seconds. Not only did we have losing records, we had coaches that were not great, we had general managers that were okay, and we had criminal after criminal get arrested off of that team. Okay? So the culture was absolutely horrible. Is the culture better today? You bet it's better today. And it's better today because they look long-term. Okay? We keep talking. I heard you, Craig. All you're doing is looking short-term. And that's okay. If that's your philosophy, great. But don't bash a culture that looks not only for today, but looks two years, five years, ten years into the future, because that's how you sustain 30 years of success. That's how you become, quote-unquote, the IBM or whatever, you know, the Microsoft of the NFL, because not only do you look short-term, you look long-term. And we keep talking about how, oh, we need we need this player, we need that player in the short-term. And then what do you do? You look in the long-term, and you start to see the other teams who do that, and they have short-term success and long-term failures. Finally, this wasn't about the draft pick that it cost the Green Bay Packers to get the wide receiver that they got. It's about the cap hit that they took in a time when the cap hit was reared, the, the cap overall was reduced by about four or five million. You bring in somebody that was supposed to make 10 million, and I get it, you're only paying 3.5 million, but let's just see at the end of the day is that 3.5 million that you had to take on a cap hit when the cap year was reduced, whether it was worth it or not. I don't know. The Green so Bay do you Packers think what the Buccaneers did last year was worth it uh, for this year and next year? Let's say the Buccaneers are bad for 10 years, but they but they get uh, uh, you know two Super Bowls in three years. Is it, is it worth yep. it? You know what? It's so easy to say that now and then in five years go, oh, my God, how horrible are we? Take a look at the so Philadelphia so do you, Eagles. Did you disagree with the Bucs? Did you disagree with the, the Drew Holiday trade? Right now who is ex- Craig, look at the Philadelphia Eagles and how the fan base has turned. They said, win one Super Bowl and we'll be happy for the next 20 years. That didn't work out so well, did oh, it? They won by, one by the way, Bowl, I'm not saying the Packers wreck. are wrong in any of this. I'm not saying the Packers are wrong. I, I've said you certainly did. You certainly criticized their culture and the way. No, that they no, do no. All I'm saying told. is, yes, you did, Craig. I'm no. If what I said it, is, that's what it came across as. If you I, didn't mean it, that's the way it came what, across. No, what I said is, if if you're going to criticize Aaron Rodgers at the same time you're praising Giannis and the Bucks, let's just look at how different these cultures are and what's being done. But absolutely. Yeah, and, and just because you think it should be one way doesn't mean that you're right and they're wrong or vice versa. Okay, there's two different ways. There's more ways to skin a cat. Absolutely. Just, it has to be your way. No, absolutely. Okay, abs- and the Green Bay Packers have, have been, they are in the top three over the last 30 years of wins, playoff appearances. They, they, you can, the one thing that you can't do, Craig, is win a Super Bowl if you can't get into the playoffs. That okay? is true. So, and so do you think? Do you think the Bucks made a mistake? Year. So, do you think the Bucks made a mistake in, in what they did this year? 
you know, and no, giving but up. They, but they didn't do. But see, here's the thing: and giving up all those first round picks. This is so comparing that is apples and oranges. Here's why. Okay, it's because you don't have the turnover and personnel in the NBA because you only have 12 players as opposed to the 53 that you have in the National Football League. Okay, you don't have the injury problems like you do in in the National Football League. It's different. Okay, so I get what you're saying, but the comparison I don't think is fair, only because it only takes two, three players in the in the NBA to become really competitive where it takes a lot more really good players to be competitive in the NFL. So draft picks become more important. So I think apples and oranges, number one. But number Ron, two... Wait, Ron. Yes. Okay, Ron, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you finish this point, and then... Um, yeah. Okay, okay, go. Go, go, go with number two. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to say is this, is that I really liked what Giannis said, because what Aaron Rodgers, this is the heart of the Aaron Rodgers thing, he saw what happened in Tampa Bay, that's what he wanted, okay? That's what he tried to force during his time off, was to try to be able to have a lot more say like like Tom Brady did. Now, here's where that becomes an issue, okay, is that the end attendance not so great and it could be covid but there's but there's been a lot of people that don't like lebron james being the commissioner of the end of the nba that's caused some problems and that's been written about nationally quite a bit okay that's what we're trying to force in the nfl i don't think that that's a great route to take right now how about at your job ron do you like to have a voice um I do, but I also understand this, okay, because I'm considered a subject matter expert. You okay? are. So I, I, I can I, tell I, from listening to you that you have opinions, and if you worked in my company, I would want to hear what you had to say before I made decisions. Uh, and and, and, I, it, and that's a, I appreciate that, but not all companies work that way, okay, number one. And but, number but two, I think, always vie and, to my bosses, okay? If I think my bosses are wrong, I, I voice my opinion, but I still do what they say. Yes, because but 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 do you do you have your voice? Do you, command. do you think your opinion matters at your workplace? Um. Yes, it, it does, but only wait, wait, because but, I'm the only one that is a subject matter expert uh, at my workplace. Okay, so do you think anyone's more of a subject matter expert on quarterback play and receivers? And uh, do you think he's a pretty good subject matter expert? He's a player, yes. Okay, but wait. Yes, I do. Yeah, exactly. He's an employee. And, and that's what I would say is that Matt LaFleur. Yes, he's an employee, though. He's, Matt, not, he's not an executive. And again, uh, what I'm saying is uh, he's a subject matter expert. And Ron, I love your call. Thank you so much. Um, He's a subject great matter energy expert. there by Ron. I, I love it. And and that's uh, that's a, a great counter. I want to hear what Mark has to say also. We'll talk to Mark, who also disagrees with me as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. The 2021 NBA. Uh, there's a lot going on here. 800-990-ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. Is Nolan gone from the show to go get a COVID test? Yes. Uh, that also is uh, going on. Uh, we'll have updates uh, if he get a rapid test. Hopefully we'll get an update on that before the end of the show. Jason Wilde expected to join us now. But uh, until then, and even if he does join us, let's talk to Mark, who's an electrician. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Mark. Morning, Craig. Hello? Yep, we got you, Mark. Yeah. Okay. I think your argument's all wet. Yes, great I want to hear why. Great quarterbacks do not equal great general managers. 
fart star. Wait, 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 wait. Marino. Wait, 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 wait. Aaron Rodgers is not asking to be the general manager of this football team. Uh, I, he wants I, I, to have a I, voice. Mark, Mark, do you do you work for someone as an electrician or, or, or do you run the show? Absolutely. And if I was in a championship game while I was working for them and I got the ball four extra times compared to the other team, my boss would say I failed. Mark, Mark, Mark. So you wouldn't think, oh, the guy who dropped the two-point conversion, if we had a competent guy on my team, he would have done that. And you wouldn't say, hey, boss, the only reason we're in this championship game was because I elevated a group. Uh, Again, I think we know that wasn't a championship defense, Mark. They did a good job. Jair Alexander's awesome. They did some things to to turn things around. But, like, I mean, we know that the the Packers are not a championship roster. They have a championship quarterback. They are a bend, but don't break defense. They are not the Denver Broncos defense. They are. I'm not not confusing it with the '86 Bears or anything like that. They are required to hold a team to 28 points. It's up to our offense to score 31. Puts a lot of pressure on them. But you want to say a guy dropped a two point conversion? I want to say Rogers had 20 yards in front of him, seven yards to run, and it's a touchdown. Yeah. He didn't even have to throw the ball. He yeah. could have ran. And, and again, Aaron Rodgers, we're not, you know, so um, Giannis misses shots like the, the yes. best players, the best players don't, you know, aren't 100 out of 100 on every play. That's why on Madden, the top score is a 99. But you, do you believe the Packers? Uh, again, I don't think the Packers believe they went all in. I'm not criticizing the Packers. I'm just saying it's two different cultures. It's one culture that wants to be consistently good, and I don't believe the Packers tried to win a Super Bowl last year. I think Aaron Rodgers elevated an 8-8 eight and eight team and made them Super Bowl contenders, which is incredible. And as a 38-year-old, he doesn't want to consistently do that. So he either wants a team that's going to try to win a Super Bowl or he wants to be sent somewhere where he can do that. Well, see, now I agree with what you're saying there. The Packers are want to be a consistent playoff team, always part of the picture, something viable. The Bucks, we don't know what they are yet because they don't have any history. This is the first time they've got as far as they have since for fifty years. You get what I mean? They could they could become a team that's good for twenty years. We have but see. I think what we had was two years where the Bucks were the best regular season team, just like two years where the Packers were the best regular season game and team. And again, one organization doesn't believe in giving its its players a voice. Again, okay, that could be part of your culture, and doesn't believe in going all in. And I'm just saying, let's not then criticize Aaron for wanting to be part of a culture that does those things. I'm saying it's okay for the Packers to be that, but you don't need to expect every player to want to be part of every culture. I want him to want us to be a better team. Absolutely. I never I mean, would I never you, want would you re, would you use Aaron Rodgers to recruit free agents if you were the Packers? If the free agent is better than the player on our roster, absolutely. So there's never been one that that's the thing. And, and uh, Mark, I appreciate your, your thoughts. And I, I, I loved your comments there. Thank you. Um, that's the thing that just drives me crazy. Uh, let's bring in Jason Wildy. He is brought to us by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. The largest selection of vehicles on all of Wisconsin is at Boucher.com. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Good, good. So, Jason, I've been making the bucks 
Packers comparison all morning. And what I've been hearing is it's apples versus oranges. It's Aaron's fault in the NFC Championship. It's, you know, a culture that's proven over 30 years. And uh, it's uh, it's an interesting debate because I, I don't believe the Packers have a bad, necessary bad culture. I just don't believe they have the type of culture that Aaron Rodgers would want to be in long term. And again, let's put the drafting of Jordan Love aside. Let's look at the hiring of the coach. And I, I want to ask you about that, Jason. When the Packers hired Matt LaFleur, uh, Aaron Rodgers did not have a lunch with him. He found out after the fact. Like, why is that? Ne- like, why do the Packers feel that is the way to do business? Like, what what did they believe would be the negative of including uh, their team in the process? Uh, inertia. I just I don't think that they think of the negative. I think they just think that's not how we do things around here. He's a player. He's an employee. Uh, you heard Aaron say it when he was in his 32 and a half minutes uh, of Q&A with us early last week. His job, the, the way he is viewed, is to play quarterback. And in his estimation, that is the sum total of what they want from him. Um, they did. They have added Randall Cobb at his behest. I'm not sure I've ever heard a GM flat out say that it was at the quarterback's behest. You didn't even hear that said about Rob Gronkowski in Tampa Bay, even though we knew it was the case. So I am curious. I was, I, I'm interested in the psychology of Goody wanting to make sure that he made that very clear publicly what his reasoning was for saying that Randall Cobb wouldn't be here if Aaron Rodgers didn't want him here. And He's what here I didn't make- hear is, you know, after spending time this offseason with Aaron – I've thought that not just with Aaron, but Devontae Adams. And, you know, I want to do a better job of listening, of hearing our team out. And ultimately, they know I'm the general manager. So in this case, the Randall Cobb idea was a great one. And I made the choice on Randall Cobb. And I don't want Aaron Rodgers, you know, praised or criticized based on Randall Cobb. You know, this was my choice. And I, I thank Aaron for bringing it, the idea to me. But I am the GM, and I should be held accountable to this stuff. But I also want to be held accountable to our players feeling like they have a voice on this team. That is not what I heard. And that's kind of, I think, what Aaron Rodgers is looking for, isn't it? Yeah, and, and let's, be, let's be honest. What's the reason for that, right? What's the reason for the Bucks ownership group giving Giannis and Chris, and I brought this up in my story after Rogers spoke. I, I thought it was a very germane point, and now you're making it as well. They went out to breakfast with Coach Bud. Now, do I think that your ownership group really liked Coach Bud and thought it was the right fit? I do. Uh, that's why it went to the point of having them have breakfast with him. But they didn't, they didn't call him after they'd hired Coach Bud and said, hey, I want you to talk to him. Tell us what you think. Um, because it's not like they were going to rescind the offer to be the head coach. And that's Rogers mentioned that in the, in his press conference on Tuesday. Look, Craig, I don't know. You know, look, I've never run a company. Um, I've never been a supervisor. Um, I, I believe, and, and I don't know 
if this is a change from the Goody that I knew before, or if it's the pressure of the position or a philosophical change. But I, I really, he seems to have both a bigger ego than I thought and more insecurity than I thought. Well, I hope he has the ego. I mean, because I I don't think you could be in that kind of role without an ego. And, you know, I I mean, whether it's John Horst, who seemingly has the least ego in America, but, I mean, to pull off the things and to have the confidence to do it, and, you know, if you have an owner to deal with, I know uh, in this case it's Mark Murphy, to deal with other GMs, I think you need to have an ego, but I think what you nailed is I don't think you could be insecure. Yeah, and, and my point about inertia was that I just think that there is a philosophy, and you actually touched on it, that, hey, we've done it this way for a really long time. We've had a lot of success. The struggle that I have is separating the success that this organization has had from the fact that it has had two generational talents at quarterback. To what degree is that success, which has not been as much ultimate success as you wanted, right? Two Super Bowls in three decades, two titles in three decades. But how do you separate that success between, oh, we do things the right way, and we had two great quarterbacks back-to-back? Well, and Jason, let's remember Kevin Durant's three-pointer that was a two-pointer could have ended the Bucs season, right? And so then is Coach Bud fired? Right. Was Drew Holiday, was it wrong to go all in for Drew Holiday and bring in P.J. Tucker, right? So I don't want to just play the results here because we know that what the Bucs did could have ended with a second-round playoff exit this year. I mean— No, but but the results—I agree. I think it's important to— to, I tell the girls all the time, it's process-based, not results-based. Obviously, the results matter. But my point is is that the, the organization is looking at the results and saying that we do things the right way. It's just the same with Goody's comment about, you know, pushing back very hard on the idea that we treat players with dignity and respect and class when we move on from them. That really bothered me, not because I'm unrealistic about how all players that are being cut are going to feel bad about it. They're not happy. But it's not your place to say whether or not you treat them with dignity, class, and respect. You may think you do, but when Charles Woodson, when Jordy Nelson, when Randall Cobb, and when Julius Peppers, four players that are either Packers Hall of Famers or Pro Football Hall of Famers, are of the belief that they were not treated with dignity and respect, then you have to do some self-examination instead of being dismissive about how they viewed how they were treated. Now, are there players that maybe are more sensitive than others? Sure. There are those in companies too, right? But the reality is, is that for him to be that dismissive about that when we are considering the level of elite player and greatness, describing their feelings to Aaron Rodgers in that manner, to be dismissive of that I think is irresponsible, and that strikes me as either arrogance 
or insecure that you're not. I mean, he was literally asked if if he has any regrets about how he treated any player. And one of the other things that really bothers me about people in general are the people that are incapable of saying that they have regrets. And I have not once, like I asked Goody last year about what Alan Lazard had become and that they risked losing him by cutting him at the end of training camp uh, two years ago, and they were fortunate that he got through waivers. And I said, you, you know, in, in retrospect, when you look at what the guy's become, should you have never exposed him to losing him that way? Do you regret that? No, I don't regret it. It worked out, right? Well, that's results-based, not process-based. He, he, he is incapable, it would appear, at least publicly, of saying, I regret this, which I don't understand that psychology because if you don't have regrets, I think you're lying. There is nobody that doesn't have some regret about something, and he has never once acknowledged that he has them. We will have more with Jason Wilde as Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a Packer for uh, this season, and... uh, I don't, I don't know if we could uh, say much more beyond, but there's a lot to still unwind of what's gone down over this offseason and uh, and the last uh, however many years. We'll have more of it with Jason Wilde as we continue. Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Continuing with Jason Wilde, uh, by the way, how's Aaron look? How's he throwing the ball? Does he uh, think it was worth all this pain to bring back this aging MVP quarterback? He looks terrific. I mean, he, he again, they are not in pads yet, and we'll see when they have more competitive drills. But he had a, he had a red zone period two days ago where he threw four straight touchdown passes. One of the things that I talked with Matt LaFleur about this week was, is there a difference between open for Aaron Rodgers and open for another mere mortal quarterback? And Because, you know, I think there's a belief both with Randall Cobb now and with Jordy Nelson when they moved on from him that those guys were washed. And I do think there's an argument to be made and James Jones would be a great example of there's just a difference when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing it to you. And Rodgers mentioned that as well when uh, one of the other reporters pushed back on him and said, hey, you know, some of these guys you listed that you would have liked to have kept that were willing to take pay cuts, that would have been a mistake had they listened to you. And he said, well, and he used Jordy and Randall as examples that it's just different when they're playing with him. And, and so, you know, whether it was a throw yesterday where he's, off balance, running to his right, one off, throwing off his back foot, and a perfect strike to Devontae Adams uh, behind Darnell Savage and Josh Jackson, 
or it's a red zone drill where the defender never even sees the ball that he throws to to Robert Tunyon. Um, He does not look like he missed anything this offseason. So, Jason, here's my argument on uh, Randall Cobb. Um, So I I don't know who the guy is, and I feel bad for him, but I know in the last 24 hours, you know, the 2020 sixth-round pick um, retired, right? So he's not going to play and didn't play. So if the Packers use Randall Cobb, uh, however they use him on the field, and they use the sixth-round pick to get him, if Randall Cobb even makes Amari Rodgers, um, you know, a tick better, you know, just by having him around and what he could learn from him, then that's more than what you would typically get. If Amari Rodgers ends up as a 10-year NFL player, then the Randall Cobb trade was worth it, regardless of if Randall Cobb, you know, goes for 60 and 782 and six touchdowns. I mean, I, I just think... You know, that kind of move that Goody made, to his credit, it are the kinds of moves that I think really help you both today with a veteran presence and tomorrow. Yeah, look, the problem with draft picks that have not been exercised yet is that it's like putting in your lottery numbers. And that time you have until the numbers are picked, you're thinking you could hit the jackpot. And... You know, look at the seventh round or the sixth round. You and I have both done radio programs with guys that turned into fantastic players that were drafted then. Chewy in the sixth round, Tausch in the seventh. But they are the outliers. They are the anomalies. And this idea that I don't want to give up draft picks for guys because, well, think about what that guy might become. Or, you know, fans that were willing to try and get as much as they could in draft capital for Rodgers now because they were sick of him and essentially sacrifice the season. Because I got news for you. You're not going to hear Matt LaFleur say this on the record, but there is no doubt in my mind that he knows that they are done if they don't have Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback. And frankly, I think he knows that even if Jordan Love has to come in because of a couple-week injury. I really do. I, I think he, he has not given up on Jordan Love long-term by any means, but I think after what was really a wasted rookie year, he, more than anyone else, and the other offensive coaches with him, knew that they had to get Rodgers back, that they have, even with some shortcomings on their roster, they have a lot of talented players that they went all in to keep by pushing money forward into 2022, but they had no chance to win the Super Bowl if they had to start Jordan Love. So did Matt LaFleur, though, when he came to the Packers, have you ever talked to him about how long he assumed he'd have Aaron Rodgers? Because I assume when he came in, he, you know, had to realize that a quarterback transition might be part of what he was going to be overseeing and a rebuilding of some sort had to be part of what he was going to oversee. Yeah, I'll be honest. I have not discussed that with him. I think he knew that that could happen. Um, But I know his first year he was just supremely focused on hitting it off with Rodgers. I mean, that was extremely, extremely important to him. Um, Here's the other thing, and I heard you talking uh, to the caller while I was waiting to get started today. Um, After the seasons that Rodgers had had in 18 in the last year of McCarthy and with the injury from the opener 
and in 19 in the new system, I am convinced that you are right, that they never thought that they would have the kind of season in 2020 and that he would have the kind of season in 2020 that he had. Like, I think they looked at, they were honest about what they did in 19 in Lafleur's first year and thought, you know what, we got really lucky with health. We had some really close games all go our way. Aaron's fading. Um, we're, we're not we're not a Super Bowl contender. We don't have the cap room to go after big ticket guys again after doing it last year, and that helped the decision to draft Jordan Love. Um, I think Rodgers surprised them, and I do think your assessment of what he did with last year's team is accurate. I also think that he was fortunate, Aaron Rodgers was, that he was absolutely the quarterback who would be able to take advantage of the COVID-related crowd limitations better than any other quarterback, maybe in the history of the game, frankly. And so you put that all together, and they had a magnificent season, and that's why I can't wait for this season to start. I mean, it's crazy, right, Jason? Because Aaron's put a lot of pressure on himself with all this. Uh, Not that there wouldn't be anyway, but it's going to be an amazing season. Uh, We thank... Jason, uh, for his uh, contributions, as always, uh, listen to him this week. It's going to be amazing to see how this season plays out. Wilde and Tausch, 9 to noon, each and every day. Th- thanks so much, Jason. All right, Craig. Take care. Be good. Yeah, there you Jason Wilde. We have our 7 at 11 coming up next. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Was I a fool to let you break down my walls? Cause if you like the way you look that much Oh baby, you should go and love yourself And if you think that I'm still holding on to something You should go and love yourself Cause if you like Oh, normally the 7 at 11, but uh, the first half of the Brewers season officially ended since the last time we were together. And that means we have a prize to give out. So we need to figure out exactly who the winner of, uh, of this contest is. So we had asked for the best first half performer for the Milwaukee Brewers, and it was our Brewers Brew Crew first half giveaway. So here are the players we need to decide between to decide who is going to win our first half giveaway. Brewers tickets on the line here. So we have Corbin Burns, Colton Wong, Christian Yelich, Devin Williams, Daniel Vogelbach, Jackie Bradley Jr., Lorenzo Cain, and Brandon Woodruff. Um, no one had uh, Adamas? I guess uh, that we didn't see coming. So, most valuable brewer in the first half of the season, and it's on me to make the decision here. So, Colton Wong, eight homers, 24 RBIs, eight stolen bases. 298 batting average. Definitely got to consider him for this. Corbin Burns. I mean, pretty ridiculous 
first half, right? Six and four, 246 ERA, 12.9 strikeouts per nine inning, 7.6 strikeouts per walk. Corbin Burns, we got to consider for this. Brandon Woodruff, seven and six, 2.26 ERA. 184 ERA plus compared to Corbin Burns, 169. So slightly better there on the ERA. Not as good on the wins and losses. Got to definitely consider him there. Uh, Who do we eliminate from that list? Do we eliminate Jackie Bradley Jr., 177 batting average? I think we do. Okay. Do we eliminate Christian Yelich? Certainly injury is a factor. 235, 6, and 28. I think we do. I think we eliminate uh, Christian Yelich. Do we eliminate Daniel Vogelbach? Um, we looked seven home runs, 16 RBIs, 216 batting average. I think we do. Lorenzo Kane uh, back and beginning to uh, contribute. But do we eliminate Lorenzo Kane with his three home runs, 15 RBIs, 252 batting average? I think we do. So then you go down to Devin Williams, who certainly has been extremely valuable, will continue to be very valuable, has won six games, six and one record, six and one record, 280 ERA, 14 strikeouts for nine innings. Even more than uh, what we saw from uh, those other guys? I guess we got to keep Devin Williams in the mix on this. All right, so now we're down to Corbin Burns, Colton Wong, Devin Williams, and Brandon Woodruff. Most valuable brewer of the first half. Now, again, uh, Josh Hader, 21 saves, was not selected by anybody, so was ineligible for this. Freddie Peralta. 8-3, 8-3, 217 ERA, not selected by anyone, so ineligible for this. So as we are deciding, Omar Nevarez, uh 290, 9 home runs, 32 RBIs, not selected by anyone, not available for this. I mentioned it, Willie Adamas. Gosh, who who do we give this to, Max? You, you have a strong opinion here? We got Burns, Williams, Woodruff, and Colton Wong. I think Burns probably. I mean, he's just been a stud all year. So, I mean, their starting pitching is the reason that they are where they're at. So, I would say him. Okay. So, okay. So then you're you're going starting pitching. So we're getting rid of Colton Wong and Devin Williams. Yes. Are correct. you sure on Devin Williams? Well, Devin Williams, no, because I think their pitching staff actually as a whole is probably the reason they're at where they're at. But their starting pitching in particular has just been phenomenal. Right now, the. I mean, the bullpen's been pretty darn good, also. But I agree. I agree. If you have to say one thing. And also one thing that gives them a chance moving forward, it could be their starting pitching. All right, so let's just get down to it now. Corbin, Woodruff, uh, and Burns. Woodruff, 7-6. and six. Burns, 6-4. Six and four. Williams, 6-1. and one. 35 innings pitched for Devin Williams versus Woodruff, 131. Burns, 106. I think we get rid of Williams, right? I mean, he would have had to be ERA under one to win this compared yep. to those guys. So now, why are you going Burns over Woodruff? Uh, I just think that he's just been the most consistent all year from like beginning to end. I think Woodruff has definitely had like a hot stretch, and he's been amazing. But Burns has just been a stud all year. <sighs> Woodruff, better ERA. The whip. Woodruff has a better whip. Woodruff has given up 10 home runs. Burns only four, which is a pretty big difference. And now I know Woodruff gave up 
you know, we're not counting yesterday. Um, all right. That means Mike is our winner. Mike H is our winner. Corbin Burns, our Brew Crew first half MVP. Congratulations uh, to Mike. Our 7 at 11 is next. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.